episode of the Manifesting Gemini podcast with your host Genevieve. That's me. I am so glad you are here and I hope you will enjoy this epic storytelling of (laughs) basically my manifestation journey thus far. Before I go any further, I want to give you a little overview of who I am and where I'm from. So I grew up in a small town about an hour east of Vancouver, British Columbia, spent the first 30 years of life in Canada as a Canadian, and I went to university straight after high school, got a degree in communication, and thought I wanted to be a journalist. And in fact, I still do want to be a journalist, but it's going to be in my own way. I initially had dreams of moving to New York, California, anywhere in America really from a very young age. I was always infatuated by the U.S. and eventually I found a way to actually manifest citizenship. (laughs) But I, I use the term manifestation here very loosely. I mean a lot of times we manifest things through our actions and there's no magic wand there's no things appearing in the air but it is a bit of a twisted fate so things that happen it's a collaboration between you and the universe so let's just be clear what I mean by manifestation anyways I was going through a lot of dead ends in my early 20s and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and who I wanted to be. My human design is manifesting generator, so if you know anything about human design, you'll know mangens are kind of all over the place. They love to go go very deep, but for, for a very short amount of time in any given subject. So I became a personal trainer. I was working in real uh, not real estate. I was working in retail, in fashion. I was working for a skincare company. I was working for uh, a health and wellness website, a running app. I followed my heart when it came to my career always. And it actually led to a lot of lessons learned, even if they'd be through the hard way, through failing, if you will. Uh, I basically just didn't really know how I was going to become an adult, (laughs) as weird as that sounds. I had a strange sort of 
interesting upbringing. I am the only child of two former hippie parents and I didn't have a lot of direction in terms of where I really wanted to go. I was interested in journalism. I was always blogging and writing, whether it be for clients or for myself. And I sort of got into the social media game just as a side hustle. And eventually that kind of led to my my career now. But lesson one in manifestation, you hold on to the things that you enjoy doing that you can make a living from. I had no idea at the time how big social media marketing would become. I started doing just face regulating Facebook pages for my clients when I was working at a spa, for instance. And I met my very first client at an event at that spa. And he also had a healthy living and travel website. So I started writing for them. And basically, I did that all freelance for years since 2014 on and off. So not only was my career always kind of up in the air, um, but I was also a very lonely young person. I fell in love with the wrong people a lot, and I tended to self-sabotage the relationships that could have been good for me. And that's due to a lot of childhood stuff. I don't really want to get too far deep down that rabbit hole today. But anyone who has had any sort of familial upbringing issues knows all too well how powerful those childhood experiences can shape you as an adult. And part of the reason why I bring this up now is to say that There is so much more work that we all need to do in order to manifest what is truly meant for us. In other words, from about 2016 onwards, I had only been going in the shallow end of think positive and do your vision boards and don't think negative thoughts, believe before you see and I wrapped myself up in all sorts of things, books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I listened to podcasts. I listened to any and everything like uh, Abraham Hicks was my jam for a long time. I would just put on YouTube videos of her talking uh, or them talking, speaking as Abraham on YouTube for hours on end just in the background and just really tried to soak up all of that mystical vibration, high vibe living, believe it before you see it rhetoric. And to be honest, it got me really far. I was looking back at some of the things that I had written down in terms of goals and I often think back to my very first vision board and a lot of it came true although not in the ways that I initially would expect. It was it was nonspecific for sure, but that basically had to do with a very nonspecific vision board also. <laughs> and so I went to the dollar store one day. I bought a bunch of magazines, and I just started cutting out images of really nice homes on the water. I've always wanted to live in a house near the ocean. I 
just cut out a bunch of random I started drawing on the vision board too I would write out words uh Gemini's here know how words are pretty much our whole life so the written word has always been a very cathartic tool for me so I would write things like New York, California, journalist, marketing, $1 million, <laughs> as we all do on our first vision board. We all want a million dollars. I would look at it every day. I put it in my kitchen. I would make my coffee and I would just look at it and just scan every last photo until I had memorized every crevice of that vision board. And I also had a list, a grocery list, if you will, of, of things I wanted. And a few of those things, like I said, did come true. So I wrote work in television. I wrote fall in love with an American man. I wrote travel once a month, every month until I meet my dream man or something along those lines. My mom actually threw out my first vision board, you guys, when I moved. Anyway, I wrote journalist. I wrote uh, work, uh, have my marketing company. I wrote uh, some body goals, I think. I wrote just a bunch of intangible stuff. But I knew America, moved to the States, was on there. And again, I had... New York top of mind since I was a child as my best friend reminded me recently um, so I always just kind of thought that the more I absorb these images these words and repeat out loud what it is I want the universe will have to hear me and will have to align me with what it is that I'm asking for so for a long time I was in what I now realize was a magic dark where I knew my life was going to take off. It was just sort of stagnant for a while. I was, you know, back home, living in Vancouver, back home again, again, struggling to get things off the ground, struggling to find my voice, struggling to find what it is that I wanted to do and have success at it, struggling to find purpose and, and a partner and all of these things. So a few years went by, I think two full years, maybe even a little less than that. But I was living in Vancouver and I had one of those, it wasn't quite a rock bottom, but it was a moment of, I need to get out of here. So I looked online and sure enough, I found a flight from Vancouver to Los Angeles for $100. So I thought, the price is right, let's do it. So randomly, one week in March, I went to L.A. by myself, got a one-way ticket, booked a few hostels all around L.A., and I just sort of did the solo trip, and I had so much fun. I met some great people. I It was my first time really going out of the country alone by myself. And on my way home, I sat next to this guy. Let's call him Bill. And Bill was a really friendly, chatty guy, a bit older, uh, in his 50s or 60s. And after about the whole duration of the flight, so a good four hours of us chatting the whole time, he goes to tell me, look, my friend and I, or my friend, my brother and I are going to go skiing in Whistler. Do you want us to give you a ride home? 
do you want to go out for lunch with us? We should all get together. You would love him. He's single. He's very successful, blah, blah, blah. So I figured, what do I have to lose? It was a Sunday afternoon. I had nowhere to be. I didn't have an ounce of makeup on. I had greasy hair. I was just not prepared at all to talk to meet or to meet anyone. But such as life, it's always when you're not expecting it, right? So get off the plane. And sure enough, this guy's brother was this handsome sort of reserved, very intriguing guy. Let's call him Dylan. And Dylan and I just kind of hit it off right away. We ended up seeing each other a couple times while they were both down. Uh, They both lived in the States, by the way. The guy was from California and the brother uh, was working in Australia at the time, but he was moving back to the States. And A few months later, we went on our first official date in (laughs) Las Vegas, Nevada, and we were kind of really into each other right away. And it was the first time I really felt like this could be a big deal. This could be something serious. So despite my tendency to be a little bit crazy, push him away, pull him in, pull all the Gemini tricks, we ended up deciding that we were going to be in a relationship long distance and he was living in Phoenix about six months later and I went to go visit him there and I was kind of getting all set to move there and out of the blue one day he gets a call and it turns out there's a job offer for him in New York City and he works in power stations. This is not a common, this isn't a place I would have ever thought he would get a job. He's worked all over the country, but never New York. And the job placement would basically put him right in Manhattan. So he says, you know, I think I might have a job in New York. And I said, well, I'm coming. <laughs> so I went to go visit him and I fell in love right away, of course. It was my second time in New York. He and I had actually gone there about two months prior because my mom and I went and he met us there. And it was my first time going to New York City and both of us were walking around and we both said kind of in passing just casually, oh, you know, I wonder wonder what it'd be like to live here. I've always wanted to live here, even if it's just for a short time. I just think it would be so cool to live here. And he said the same thing and he said he'd never lived there. And again, this is before he gets this random job offer from the universe. Um, So that was a really interesting sign. So he gets this job. Meanwhile, I've been freelance writing for this PR company. And it turns out that while I was down visiting him, I met and had coffee with one of the ladies who worked there. And she actually says, oh, actually, we're hiring a marketing strategist. Let me just uh, text my marketing manager right now and I'll see if she'll come join us. So I ended up having an impromptu meeting with this manager who turned out to be this really awesome woman. And I ended up getting a job. And the best part of all, this is the really crazy part of this whole manifestation thing is I on my way home from that trip I called an immigration lawyer and I said listen my dad's American he grew up there but he has been in this in Canada since he was 18 uh what do I need to do 
you know, I know I'm not eligible for citizenship because I'm over 21. And he stops me. He goes, oh, your dad is an American? That means you have a very strong claim to citizenship. And I said, but everything on the websites say that you have to be 21 or under to claim your citizenship. And he goes, yeah, they actually made an amendment to that law, but they <laughs> they haven't been publicizing it because they don't want to encourage any more immigration than they need to. So free fine it. <laughs> not to give out free legal advice, people, but that's what he told me. So I got all the paperwork I needed. It was a huge stack of paperwork, but I got it all in. I submitted it to the U.S. government. Um, and 10 days later, I got a passport and I got it sent to <laughs> the U.S. address that I would be in. Um, so I got my passport to my boyfriend's place and I moved in. I quit my job. I, I left my whole life behind and I thought, this is it. I have finally done it. I have a dream job at this PR agency. I have this dream man. He's American. I'm apparently American now. I'm living in Manhattan. I'm on the Upper East Side. Like what more? Pinch me. How could life get better? How, how has this happened? And, and that's when I really realized, I thought, wait a minute, like I wrote some of this stuff. And the funny part is the traveling thing was true too, because while we were dating every month, we were traveling to be with each other because for long, long story short, he couldn't go to Canada. So we had these like really extravagant dates all over the U S we went and, you know, we went skiing in Vail. We went to Laguna beach. We, we did Vegas, we did New York and I ended up getting a press trip to South Africa in that time out of nowhere. I got to go to South Africa for free for 10 days with that said PR company that later hired me. It was just like everything was happening in this wild year. And I was 29 years old when this happened. So I spent my 30th birthday in New York and I just was elated. I just, I, I was just so in awe of the law of attraction. And I thought there is something here because if I would have tried to work backwards from this goal of working in PR and being in America, and if I would have had to try to plan this out without the random chance that I would have fallen in love with a guy who would have given me that momentum to quit my job and move with him, to call the lawyer, all these things I wouldn't have done. I would have just thought, oh, it's impossible. Oh, I already looked on the website. It says I'm not eligible. That's it. I wouldn't have dug deeper. And that's where the real magic in manifestation comes from for me is that that extra momentum that gave me the push I needed to make those aligned actions lead me to what it is that I wanted. I almost want to start stop it right there because it sounds like such a great story, but... <laughs> Like all things, they do not last. What goes up must come down, as they say. And now I am 31. And let's just say the events that occurred between the ages of 30 and 31, well, <laughs> you couldn't have written <laughs> a more downward spiral if you tried. So I'm going to stop it there. But I also want to quickly add that 
I am going to be talking a lot about astrology in this podcast, but the theme will be how all the signs can work with their sign for manifestation. And I'm also going to be doing special episodes on things like tarot, crystals, Reiki, um, human design, and basically everything in between. Anything that can add context, can add value to you guys. There are so many tools out there, and they are ancient in some cases, ancient forms of education, and we have thrown them away because of this imaginary concept called science. And yet we live in a world that is still predominantly religious. So the <laughs> that juxtaposition gets me every time. So here's what I'm proposing to you. And if you're listening, I doubt you're a skeptic anyways, but everyone has friends in their life that want to scoff all of this stuff away. And I'm telling you, the science now, the new age science, the Joe Dispenza's of the world, they are paving the way for the concept of neuroplasticity. That is what can rationally explain the law of attraction in our lives. So I will leave it there. Thank you so much for listening and I will give you the part two of my manifestation journey. What happens after I move to New York next week? So until then, keep your head in the clouds and your eyes on the prize. Have a good week. Take care. Thank you.